0: Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Hu Yan Truong and Steve Tate. Welcome to the OMD TV and podcast show, the place to be to grow and scale your practice. Through our show, we try to give our audiences the opportunity to hear from many of the wonderful success stories in the industry including some strategies and tactics that these successes have used to generate more patients income and profit.
1: Today we have a special guest on our show, Mr. Gallo Palacio, Practice Manager of Nightline Pediatrics. Gallo is currently managing Nightline Pediatrics and has successfully scaled it to 13 different locations across Florida, USA. Gallo is also fluent in both English and Spanish and has accumulated a wealth of digital marketing experience over his years of managing healthcare practices. And for today's topic, we're gonna talk about how to manage and scale a multiple location practice. If you're thinking about scaling up your practice to more than one location, and you want to know how to increase your practice value and make your practice more sellable, this episode is definitely for you.
0: Oh, welcome to the show, (laughs) Gallo. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. Now, we're very excited to have you on the show and can't wait to hear and discuss more about your incredible experience managing one of the largest pediatric clinics in the United States. Uh, Now, we know a little bit, uh, we know about you, uh, but is it possible that you can just tell the audience a, a little bit more about you and your experience managing a multiple location practice?
2: Yes, uh, just to give you a little bit of a, a little bit color about what we do, right? We have a very unique business model, uh, or niche is specific to parents that uh, are busy, and then when they're out of, you know, when they leave their work they're looking for urgent care services so what we provide is an after-hours urgent care uh you might or not might be familiar with it but usually when you're looking for if your kid is sick and then you're looking to take it to pcp or a uh, physician right uh usually they have a nine to five and then if you are not in that time frame you have to wait till the next day so what we provide is, is an after-hours uh medical service for kids look at it in this way we are we consider ourselves as a budget-friendly as a, a option compared with the emergency room. So uh, parents that are you know leaving work at five o'clock, picking their kids from the daycare and they see that the kids doesn't feel well, what do you do? You go to the urgent care and that's what we provide. We open to midnight uh, or, or, or add value is, is, is basically, we consist and provide a faster, reliable, and convenient urgent care, right? After hours. Now, give you now that you we understand a little bit what we do, right? Uh, we have a small practice in in general because if you see, we have 14 locations here in Orlando, and and when you work in in, in a small practice, you are kind of exposed to everything. So, I have a little bit of experience of you know, operations, HR, and especially in in the marketing side, right? I guess, uh, basically, now back to your question, right? What my experience is, it's 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 being uh it's been fantastic. I think it, when you get exposed to all the things, you learn a little bit of everything, it makes you understand your business as a whole, right? I will say that uh, try, when you have a, a lot, lot of practices and as a manager, you have to relate um, in, 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 you know, and relate your team. So there's no way that you can do everything. And that happens when you have two or three locations, you try to manage and micromanage everything you wanna do, you know, order your collateral, you wanna uh, make sure that everything's in place. So you have to delegate. That's the first thing I learned through, you know, through opening and growing, right? Um, and, and thinking this way, whatever you're gonna do something, don't do something that you can, if you can do it for 10 locations, uh, don't do it. Thinking like, uh, if you can do it for a hundred, don't do it for 10, right? So you have to think, if you gonna scaling, Trying to make sure that you you the things that you're doing you're doing and it's thinking in long term that you practice are going to grow and that you can scale everything that you do in terms of reporting and in advertising and of course uh, well you know ordering and ma- managing your staff and, and, and things like that.
0: Now, I, first off, I think. It was a great uh, qualification about Nightlight uh, Pediatrics but also a good introduction to the wonderful services that you do and uh, I'm sure there are a lot of parents that uh, uh, have benefited and uh, are very grateful for the the service of Nightlight PGA- Pediatrics uh, helping them to sort of take care of their children and their during these uh, after hours uh, when it can feel much more frustrating and challenging to find the services that you need. Uh, your, uh, what, what is your role within the, the company?
2: Well, I, I started some business development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, 70% of the marketing strategy, I, I will say, before COVID pandemic was outreach, grassroots visits. So going to these places that are family-oriented and talk about nightlight, make sure that we educate them, right? Because I don't think, especially here in Florida, I, I don't think a lot of parents know about what is a urgent care. It's it's very new concept for them. And then, you know, if you're coming from a different country, you, you, you know that you have to go to the clinic, right? Or the ER. Uh, so, first of all, that's one niche that we're trying to approach. Uh, specific those uh, people that are from, uh, from Brazil, from, you know, from, from the Latin American countries to educate them also make sure that they understand the business right so what's nightlife it is what we comprise what the benefits right so that i start doing that you know doing visits and 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 then when i went to uh to do my master's and i uh, I didn't finish my my degree they offered me the managerial position so now what i'm doing is basically making sure that not only from the marketing perspective, but from the uh, business development perspective, everything goes smoothly, right? So I manage a thing of four people, make sure that they do their visits. And I work with other uh, third party companies like uh, like the ones that Ooyan uh, provides, right? And then uh, make sure that the, the things are, are running smoothly. So I'm, I'm more like a delegating right now. Uh, in, in, in man- managing more than I go actually and do the visits. So
0: I make sure that things are, are in place. Fantastic and how long have you been working uh, in this uh, capacity?
2: Yeah, so I started, uh, I did four years, kind of four years around doing business developing and then what happened, COVID happened. Actually my team left. Everybody right. was mine. so I was uh, myself uh, uh, managing all this 14 locations and this when I you know the online part becomes so important and then I, I now actually, it's been two years that I, as a manager now trying to focus on the online in the online part, which is we noticed that, you know, with COVID and everybody from home, uh, it becomes so important, right? So we're trying to uh, capitalize in that sense. And I that's see. what we're focusing right now. Right, okay. that sounds good.
1: Okay, um, as you, uh, we all probably know, a healthcare practice is actually one of the most difficult types of business to scale. So what strategies are you using to scale your clinic locations?
2: Well, let me tell you some of the challenges that you will face, right? Uh, first of all, you have to understand the market. Uh, when you have locations in different areas, you can, if you're lucky enough, you can replicate your marketing strategy, but you have to adapt. So and I'm going to give you an example. Uh, when Kobe starts, uh, we have to, we started this initiative. Uh, it was a contact list, right? We're trying to make everything, uh, uh, online, right? So the forms and everything trying to make it uh, simple for the patient so they don't have to touch paper come to the clinic. Uh, when we implement this, right, uh, we notice that there's some locations that are, or demographic are not uh, te- uh, tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And there's some demographics and locations that they know how to get, you know, through the phone and do all the things. So uh, it is important to understand your your, your, your market. So uh, what we did is like, for example, for those uh locations where our, uh, we see our demographics, is you know, as as you know, tech savvy, what we do, we implement the iPads. So we can actually help them in the clinic to get processed and, you know, raise their patients. When all the locations was easy to, you know, to, to kind of implement these new services. I understand the market is coming also for understanding their needs. So look at it this way. When you advertise it, you can't, uh, well, what I do, I don't advertise the same and all location. but well, we have a valid proposition in, 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 in and we know what we do right and we're trying to sell that but also separate to that we're trying to advertise specific or trying to solve a specific problems to specific markets uh, in that sense i'll tell you and i'm going to give an example for you. Uh, one of the locations uh they use a lot of, of government uh insurance so we're trying to advertise more right medicaid is big part of the the the, the in that demographic so we're trying to highlight that for high level, or like middle high class, they like convenience, they like being in and out fast. So we're trying to highlight that in a specific area because we understand that those, they're looking to solve two different problems. And that's what we, if you are able to understand your market, you will be able to scale your practice, right? And be more mm-hmm. efficient. So that's what is something that has been working for us, right? How we can provide a specific value for a specific, you know, population. In that case, you had to understand your market. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I know that a majority, I think uh, majority of your audience in Florida actually Hispanic with Hispanic background. So I guess you probably have to cater your marketing um, you know, strategy and, and tactics around the variety of different backgrounds and, and uh, of the audience that you're working with, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, we do, we do. And in terms of also, sometimes you don't think the language is important, but they, they do. Uh, Spanish people feel confident to go to speak with Spanish doctor or oh, it have the forms in Spanish. So we do those uh, changes or we or at least provide that option, right, in the clinics, because that's what we're trying to build, right? We're trying to build frequency. So the first step is bring it to the clinic, but keep it in this and, and you know, coming back is important and we're trying to give you that to the patients and and of course we cannot do that in in, in every single location. Uh, We understand the different locations bring different uh, uh, problems, but uh, at least uh, we offer the solutions. uh, We offer at least the ability to do uh, certain things in in, in their native language. So we have uh, Portuguese, a big community here. We have the Spanish one and in some areas, also the African-Americans, we have a lot of uh, Creole, uh, which coming from Haiti. uh, So we adapt that too. From the beginning to the end, we're talking about forms, uh, and then wow. sometimes we have the doctor or at least a front desk that can help the doctor to you know navigate the entire experience.
1: Wow, oh, that's that seems like a lot of work for you know managing different like Google target audiences there. So on our TV show, we're all about helping practices to grow and scale faster, and. A lot of practice owners start their practice building journey without actually thinking about their access plan or any acquisition possibility by another organization in the future. So, uh, but according to our experience, having this mindset of built to sell is critical for practice success, regardless if you want to sell your practice later or not. Because a practice that can run smoothly without too much engagement on your end is actually a sign that you manage to scale your practice beyond you as a single factor that keeps the practice running. So based on your experience, how do you make a practice that is more sellable and attractive to acquirers? That's very actually a tough question. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Because uh, if you're looking for the financial
2: aspect, right, it's all about profit margins, right, and revenue. So it, you can have a t- t- terrible, exp- I mean, practices have a, can have a terrible, terrible experience, but the numbers and, and profitability are great. You know, somebody can make a case to say, hey, you know what, This is a, I'm gonna buy this practice, have a great numbers, profit margins are fantastic, and, and you know, and have several locations. Uh, but it, now from the marketing perspective, I would say uh, if you're able to go and ask any parents about Nightlight Pediatrics, this is how I manage brand awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're familiar with the brand, that tells you a lot, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and, and basically what we've been focusing on in creating that brand recognition and brand awareness in, in, in the community, mm-hmm. that when somebody knows, you know, I need, and, and, and after hours care, they say, I need Nightlight, right? like the same when they talk about tissues and they mention clinics instead, right? Brand awareness is important to us uh, because this is the first step to bring you into consideration and then finally making a, a you know, a possible prospect, a patient. Uh, so I will say that when you have a strong brand, a strong brand personality, and mm-hmm. that it's, uh, it's linked to uh, all the good positive values by creating great experience, mm-hmm. the business sells itself.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's interesting. Have you? Uh, have you? Uh, or I guess what I'm interested in understanding is, has the idea, the concept of selling the practice in the future ever sort of influenced decision making uh, within the business, and uh, and maybe more so expanding on that idea like how long has that been happening like did, when you first started was that ever uh was that ever part of your future planning or is it something that's maybe just happened more recently if at all
2: yeah i i, I think i think well from the partners perspective of the owners uh it's always been in their mind to go to a specific number mm-hmm. uh, because the more locations it looks you actually you know, you, you you dominate the market, right? And, and then uh, it, it is the goal, I think, from the owner's perspective to scale the business to the point that they want to sell it. And a matter of fact, I think, happened two, two months ago, We they did. Mm-hmm. Now, a uh, public company uh, called Pediatrics, uh, known before as the magnet, uh, just ac- acquired uh, Nightlight Pediatrics. So we are under the umbrella of Nightlight, right? Uh, and the goal is always being in their mind, right? Long term, uh, as a, as a not only selling but grow the practice and dominate the market. It, it, it is part of the of the you know long term goals for every every owner. You know for for every uh, every practice owner, right? Um, and in in that sense, uh, keeping that way, we're always trying to make you know the the practice. Uh, you know, growing and in every single term, right? Uh, from the marketing perspective, we have put the things in place to do that because mm-hmm. you need the foundations to grow. And I'm probably going to deviate a little bit about your question, but I'm going to give you an example. In or, Before Night Live Pediatrics, uh, I, I think, well, let me put it this way. We start with, uh, when I start, we start with Night Locations and then uh, we outsource everything online, right? And the goal to grow, it was... For us to build marketing in, in, in-house. And in order to expand, we need the foundations to expand online, right? So we start working uh with uh online marketing for doctors to build a <laughs> website, right? To build a website that gives you those foundations to scale. and we have limitations with the or with with the with the person or with the server, the provider that was offering this service, right? We couldn't uh use uh plugins in our you know in our in our website or add uh tags or they call pixels now and you know, google ads that's uh, for retargeting so a lot of limitations mm-hmm. in order to scale you want to be able to have all these things in place because you need to be able to retargeting right you will be able to uh also add uh, a live chat in you when you uh, in your chat because you and also do changes in real time uh, and 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 now that we have that foundation, that structure online, we're able to you know to add things and add locations. Because it's important, right? So building that infrastructure, it was priority, and that was part of the you know growing us as, as a company actually, in the future seller,
0: which they, they did, right? Right. Okay, that's great. I mean, I think that's a that's an excellent answer and a great. Uh, uh, idea for our audience uh, who are listening today is to sort of consider just how much of of your your long-term vision had towards selling and how maybe that influenced some of the decisions that you were making and strategies that you were implementing for your business keeping an eye on that long-term vision towards becoming a sellable practice in the future um, now, I mean, we, you've brought up a, a lot of great uh, points around how you've utilized marketing for scaling. Uh, one of the other ways that we notice that a lot of practice will, well, will, they'll scale their their practices is by adding in more doctors or more and have more resources available to them. Can you talk about maybe the struggles or or maybe the successes that you've had uh, with finding some of those, those uh medical resources the doctors the nurses the things that you need to sort of scale and grow into a multi uh location practice
2: well yes of course so like i say there's 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 no question there's a big challenge right now and especially here in 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 the us to find doctors that uh there is there's scarcity of doctors right Um, nurses everywhere so it's, it's it's challenging what we have done and to alleviate, right, uh, some of the of some of challenges, uh, we have actually telemedicine, right? Uh, if you have a practice, and then you know some of this practice get uh, really busy sometimes, and, and the way you can uh, adjust the, the, a little bit this traffic is, is is sending patients to other locations without sending it. So we use telemedicine. We offer telemedicine for things that can be used for telemedicine. And that way we alleviate uh, the traffic in one specific location, but capitalizing all the locations that are not so busy, right? We do also, in addition, we do have partnership with uh, schools uh, and and those uh, programs. And for example, I manage the the internship program here. And when I need, for example, front desk people that work and, and, you know, talk to the staff, right, to the patients, I I would be I was able to you know uh, offer them to, to the internships. Hey, we have this uh, these jobs and, and some of the schools also send you you know. Hey, we need uh, we need some hours that we have students here. So we have we we'll be able we have able to bring some of those students and make it a, you know part of our our staff. In terms of doctors, it's challenging. is still a challenge right now. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses. Competition is is tough. And and then big hospitals are coming here to Orlando, so that makes it even more complicated because they're coming with a big box, right? Sure. They're sitting, they're sitting in cash, and they can make uh, better offers. Mm-hmm. So what we do is to emphasize in the flexibility that we offer, right? We create hours, uh, you know, no so uh, I guess stressful environment and and things like that. But right now it's just still it's just still challenging to have doctors. Uh, and and the worst thing is you want to do is no paying a practice because, you know, for a day because you don't have a doctor. Sure, so, sure. It, it is, it is. It, it happens. It happens to us, you know, when you have limited staff and one of your doctors gets sick or oh, is coming from vacation and the, you know, the flight is, is delayed.
0: Yeah.
2: There's no way you have to close that location and, you know, you lose, uh, you lose a big amount of money that day, but uh, you always be able to move. Uh, we were able to move uh, doctors around locations, and, and also have also telemedicine to help us alleviate. But sometimes we, it, it is what it is. You know, it is a tough, it's a tough environment. Uh, sure. And it's hard right now to find doctors and nurses. Uh, sure,
0: but I think you bring up a great point about how you've introduced a lot of flexibility into your arrangements. So you're right, life happens, doctors become unavailable, we become unavailable for reasons uh, outside our control, uh, you know, that's life. Um, but you've introduced, I guess, a lot of flexibility into your operations by being able to shuttle doctors around practices being able to uh, offer telehealth as well too as a way to just sort of uh, like i said add more flexibility into it and make sure that you know you still have options for providing your services so i think that's very creative
2: yeah i believe uh right now with the new company they offer compensation for everyone that actually you know refer to a doctor and they're working for us uh, and, and that motivates people, you know, to find, hey, ask for a friend or another doctor asking for bring another doctor uh, uh, to, 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 to the practice. Now, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but now I, I, I was moved to corporate, right? And we are, as, as a pediatrics, you know, we are, one of our marketing goals is recruitment. We, so we are running now advertising pay ads, you know, in LinkedIn and, and then Facebook, not only to brand awareness, but, you know, to get and, and require and, and recruit some of the doctors uh, and making now making a case that, you know, you need to invest now, you know, put some dollars to bring those doctors uh, before, you know, just put an ad and then, you know, have two or three applications. Right now you had to sell the benefit of working for a specific company. That's what we're doing right now. Sounds okay. great.
1: So um, regarding uh, looking for finding the right doctors, have you thought about using uh, recruitment specialists like HR, Headhunter uh, in order to achieve this goal because actually that's um, that's the way we're using right now to find talents because in our industry also, it's very extremely difficult to find digital talents and I'd like to hear from you from your Perspective based on experience. Have you done something like that? Because a lot of our audience right now is so having the same problem recruiting doctors for their practice so they can expand their their services and locations.
2: I, I have no experience uh, with any service that you know help us to uh, you know get doctors into their offices. This uh, is uh, as a, as a company we have our HR department and HR. Kinda uh, is being working uh, alone, I would say, and, mm-hmm. in the sense right now. Uh, but now that we were acquired, we have a full, you know, bigger marketing department, a bigger HR department. I'm pretty sure they have an agency right now that's helping us. Because if you're looking from the nightlife perspective, yeah, 14 locations. Uh, it seems not that hard. But from the practice, the one, the corporate practice, right, which is pediatrics, we have around 400 locations right mm-hmm. and and it's not only uh a uh not only uh, we we'll say office based but hospital based mm-hmm. so i'm pretty sure they, they rely now in uh, recruiting uh, services uh, to get this you know to get some of the doctors over me sure mm-hmm. sure okay. Oh,
1: okay now we know that um, your practice has a new website that has tens of thousands of visits <laughs> per month <laughs> which is quite significant for any practice size. So how important it is to invest into your online presence, like a professional website, improving SEO ranking and traffic, engaging your social media profiles and building up your five-star reviews?
2: Yeah, so definitely, definitely. A lot of people uh, think that they can rely on pay ads and and that's not a, a, a sustainable practice, right? Uh, or a goal of every practice is is is, is build a, a website that brings patients without putting money, on it, right? And and that comes with with the work. Uh, what we have done now, as I mentioned before, we build a website, right? A totally new. Uh, we have find out what people uh, are looking for, so we highlight those things and, and make it easy for the experience from the beginning to the end. So it's very important. We have a, a live chat. So a lot of new patients, uh, you know, they have questions, right? And and sometimes, you know, they don't feel comfortable. This new generation don't want to talk on the phone. So we provide some sort of texting for them to ask questions. What kind of insurance should you take? Uh, do you do you see uh, a, a 19 years old? Yes, we do. A lot of people are, uh, you know, have questions like, okay, pediatrics. I can't take my kid because he's 18. We see newborns to 21, and there's a strong connotation between pediatrics. Patients think that's only to 14 years old or some sort of age, right? But we see uh, young adults, too. So it is important to have these elements to bring patients. Uh, And now that you mentioned that uh, reviews, Mm. uh, realistically, you know, 75% of the people before making a purchase looking at the reviews, I too when I go to Amazon, and I think a lot of practices underestimate the value of asking for reviews. Mm-hmm. There's two main uh, reasons why our practices have a strong, you know, focus on this. Uh, practices with high reviews uh, it helps you to rank higher, right? It gives you more visibility to your website, and also a lot of the patients. And in this case, for a practice, are the mothers. Mothers are the decision maker. They look at these things and they read it. Uh, and if you want to go a little bit further, I think everybody should start uh, replying to these uh, comments. Because sure. <laughs> it's important, right? It, mm-hmm. it is, it's all about perception. And you want to create a perception when you are answering and, 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 you know, and, and, and you're replying to even the bad comments. Because the bad comments give you sometimes the solution of your problems. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people don't like it. I, I love them. Because every time I have a challenge or every time I see that my locations are decreasing, I start looking at the sentiment on you know Google reviews, gel and Facebook reviews because it, if it's something wrong, they tell you right away. So it is. It is important to keep a presence. Reputation manager is important, and have a, a website that it builds the foundation. You know, like I said before, to uh, to also scale, right? Because you want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is important. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so speaking of uh, a little bit on social media side, because I think a lot of practice uh, owners want to hear about this. I know you have been very proactive uh, and advanced in terms of trying to utilize social media platforms to promote your practices in a different locations. And I know that you're one of the pioneer in terms of using uh, TikTok to generate more uh, viewers and interest in your in your services, how successful has it been? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because a uh, lot of our audience uh, would love to hear more about how you you know leverage and utilize social media to generate more interest and inquiries for their practices. Yeah. Uh, well, the TikTok uh, actually
2: started when uh, when we're uh, in the middle of the pandemic, right? Uh, <laughs> and and, and well, we we're fortunately enough to have one of our uh, marketing specialists that she's a mom and she do she used to do TikTok with uh, with her daughter. So we asked her to start building some of the TikToks, and we noticed that uh, first of all, videos are having more uh, you know it uh, get more attention, right, in terms of. Both of wherever you're posting something you know compared with a simple image so videos are, are good so I always go if you have to do a post or a video I'm trying to do a video uh, and then we, we find out that the, the you know the span of attention a, a, from a, a patient a, from a parent is just three or two seconds so uh, TikTok it, it becomes so popular for us because first of all it was easy to make videos right you don't need you don't need cameras. You don't need a, a fancy you know, team to do that, right? If you want to do it informal, right? Uh, so you only need a phone and everything in the tools are there. So we start doing those TikTok videos and we start posting in all social media platforms. And what we see compared with other posts, we have huge increase on, on reactions. So you, we see that we notice that the, the, the likes increase, the comments increase, uh, the shares increase. So it was a grand brand awareness. So you know, we, what we're trying to do is—it takes seven times to see our, our brand, right? To to actually remember. And most of the time, uh, for nightlife Pediatrics, it's not like a parent goes to Facebook and say, "Oh, I have a sick kid right now. Let me find Facebook a doctor." No, right? But what we're trying to do is is, is, is put it the the, the the you know, put in the name on people's mind. And it's been being fantastic because we we got we get so we got we have been so successful that parents come to us and hear and, and tell us like oh that's the lady from the tiktok you know <laughs> People, that, you know they they actually mentioned a specific video a specific post and it was like well you know in terms of cost benefit we didn't spend much money and we have a great success so mm-hmm. i'll say not everybody it's it's just, you know i don't think everybody will uh to uh, have somebody like us that we are lucky to be so good with TikTok, but, you know, it, it's been working so far. And then what we have is, is asking her, we're asking her now to do more videos and, and especially those are informative, right? Mm. And it focuses now more in, in the sense of how we can provide value to the patient, right? Well, and they say in this case, to the parent. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you one example. We, now, we do videos based on services or in various symptoms. But so what happens if you, you know, a running noise, a running nose, right? How you can clean out your kid if they have, uh, you know, uh, moccasin, you know, things like that. So, we we'll have been focusing on being informative, but at the same time, bringing the
0: brand to, 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 you know, to, to these videos. Well, I think you you bring up an excellent point there that I think uh, you know, very valuable for the audience to sort of take away this idea that uh, multiple touch points that establishing your brand and awareness is such a valuable thing because it is either very challenging or difficult to be sort of in their face at the time where they need when they know they need your service but if they're if you're in the back of their mind historically if you've developed a sort of engagement with them already when they don't need you that the moment that they do suddenly need that service, you're clearly going to be front of mind for them. Mm -hmm. And so I, but, and I think you're, you know, you bring up a great point around how it's a history. You're building up a relationship with them, even when you don't, when they don't need you. Exactly, exactly, Yeah.
1: yeah. So you probably, you already touched on, uh, touched on the, the importance of, you know, engaging with TikTok because TikTok is actually a fairly new platform. And with a with new uh, social platform, actually, they give you more uh, viewership. So basically, you don't have to pay uh, them as much in order to get the viewerships and get a lot of engagement. But that's why we recommend or encourage practices to start using it now before um, TikTok starts you know, charging uh, advertisers or businesses uh, to get their posts seen, as we have seen so far um, with Facebook and Instagram. So that's the benefit of using like a you know new social media channel to you know start generating new interest for your practices. Um, How about other techniques that you have used today for finding new patients for multiple uh, location practice, Um, how is different different from when you're running just one practice? Can you give some uh, audience some some, effective techniques that you have used so far um, in terms of generating new uh, patient inquiries?
2: Well, I'll say that the success of every business is the ability to innovate, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you're able to adapt, right? What well, happened with COVID. we see a lot of people using TikTok. and That's what we did, right? We, we switched and, and we moved from you know publish, publication, which is, um, is, is probably uh, what a lot of people do, you know, put they add in magazines, who the are, billboards. And, but the problem with that is, is you can't measure that, right? And if you mm-hmm. can, measure something you cannot manage it right uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest challenge that we have so uh, 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 when copy happens we, we we have to adapt and, and, and I will say I don't have the probably one answer to solve all the problems but I will say you have to try different things and see where it works. Uh, we do try for example uh, waste uh, we try Google display ads, we try Google ads, you know Facebook ads. Uh, a little bit of a Spotify too. Uh, uh, but, you know, if you rely in the data and you look at what's working, uh, you will be able to find out what is paying off and move your resources according to that. So we did that. So uh, one of the biggest success was, first of all, posting uh, Facebook stories, uh, right? A lot of people don't use this, but they don't look at the feeds anymore they just go stories and stories and so we notice a lot of uh, getting a lot of traction so we start putting more efforts on that so i will say trying to you know try don't be afraid to try new things don't get this analysis paralysis oh my gosh you know all the data i need to analyze before moving no don't make mistakes and learn from them and you know try different things because some of these channels are, are, are going to pay off and it, it make it it's easier if you understand who is your patient, right? What's your profile? And for us, it's very straightforward. We know the moms are the decision-making and then I know, we know the moms spend time on Facebook. So we we'll, <laughs> we'll advertise on Facebook, right? It's very straightforward. So Sometimes it's simple that, that it looks like, right? So if you understand you your, uh, your yeah. customer, which we do, and we're in the business of people and we understand, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then don't be afraid also I will say this is my biggest suggestion don't be afraid to ask your staff mm-hmm. sometimes they have great ideas I mean or front desk one of the best ideas are coming from a front desk mm-hmm. because they talk directly from the to the patient mm-hmm. there's no better customer inside that talks to somebody that actually talks to your customer and that's the front desk so don't be afraid to ask questions or, or you know ask for help or ask suggestions to your staff and and those that I interact directly with even your potential customer they will tell you the answer
1: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think have a good insight here because I know that um, you know uh, one of actually we have very good uh, video that we produce in our only tv and we talk, uh, we talk about the three most important questions in marketing. And the first question is that you've got to know who you, who's your target audience, and uh, you've got to be really specific in that. And actually you just talk about how well you know your target audience. And the second thing you've got to know where they're hanging out right now, what platforms you know, what uh, website they are uh, checking, what blogs are they reading, what you know, social media channels are they more active on. And the third question is how to reach them, how to connect all to the, all these communities, how to be more engaging on these platforms to get attention from these um, prospective patients. And I think that's a very good lesson for the audience today to take away when it comes to marketing.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll say that it's, it's, we, we're in the business to solve problems, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's very straightforward, you know, we understand the patients, where are they coming from? So our busy moms, so they don't have to take kids to the day, uh, to the uh, PCP in the morning. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is just it's, it's provide the best, uh, the best service by focusing on those things, right? We have a convenient location close to them they don't have to spend too much money we take most of the insurance and and usually they're in and out in in, in 30 minutes so it it, it is very convenient so we understand our our demographic we know what they are trying to what problems they have and that's what emphasize you know because that's that's what makes uh provides the value proposition in our business right the the convenience the the, the the accessibility and and, and and of course the care that we provide, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, great. Well, I, this has been an excellent conversation. I thank you, Galo. Uh, I think you know some of the more recent points that you've been making around. Uh, the idea of having to try new things. uh, I think it's something that a lot of people don't really do. I think they uh, always want to rely on what they think will be a proven technique like that'll guarantee them results and so I think your willingness to sort of try different things try different strategies see what works see what doesn't work test this stuff out and then push forward with the things that work is, is a great idea and a great lesson I think that we could all take care of the blueprint for success is constantly being rewritten uh, and so you know I think your willingness to sort of try and explore new things is, is very commendable. So yeah, so, you know, do do you have any final advice uh, for the audience today about, you know, ways to sort of scale their practice?
2: I'll say that, uh, I will say, rely on your staff first as a a manager. uh, Don't be afraid to delegate. Uh, As a business, uh, I'll say that sometimes you need to uh, rely on the data if you know, there's a there's a you you being in the business sometimes so long that you're afraid to like I say you know to to move from what you know and then uh, right now in this very competitive market uh we have to look at the numbers and and, you know something that you need to start adding uh into your into your practice how you can uh you know uh make us make Smart decisions based on what you know, what the data you you come up, will you have available. Uh, a lot of businesses start doing that. I know is that uh, they start building these data warehouses and, and these uh, your analytics skills because uh, as as a, as a businesses are coming to place into the market. It's hard to differentiate, right? Uh, a lot of the business are becoming commodities, you know, you can't. It's, it is everywhere, right? So uh, data, is, data, data is important. Data is important, and I'll say, they start implementing as a, as a growing, start using it. It will save you a lot of time, a lot of money, and, and most of the time it will give you the answer uh, to some of the operations, financials, and marketing questions, right?
0: Rely on the, the data. Excellent. Excellent advice. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much, Gallo, for your uh, time today. We hope that our audience has enjoyed this interview as much as we've enjoyed this interview. Uh, now, if you want to learn more about how to drive more ideal patients into your sales funnels using targeted messages and hooks, I suggest that you attend our webinar called The Three Must Use Strategies to Generate More New Patients and Referrals on Autopilot. Spending one quick hour with us in that webinar will help you to master the fine art of driving more traffic to your clinic and ensure that you are successfully generating all of the business traffic that you can instead of just hoping that they'll show up simply because you built it. Uh, We'll leave a link uh, to the webinar in the show notes below so that you can sign up for it there. Thank you again, Gallo. We hope you uh, enjoyed your time here today to be a great it's
2: been a great pleasure i really enjoyed uh having a conversation with you guys it's been fantastic i i i, I said it's six o'clock here and i feel like a um, I'm not tired anymore, and I'm, I'm feeling great. It's always good to talk to you guys.
0: Excellent. Well, we enjoyed chatting with you too, uh, and uh, we hope the audience enjoyed the show. And if you had any feedback uh, that you have on this show, we'd love uh, for you to add your comments in the comment section below. And uh, if any of our listeners are interested in uh, being a guest on the show, we also provide opportunities for that too. Uh, So please leave comments for that. Thank you very much for watching and listening in on the OMD TV show today. And we hope to see you at the next show soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com podcast and subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.